Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, wife, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, or medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there is an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I am so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hey everybody, welcome back for today's episode of Lymphedema Podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know, I don't know what type of technical difficulty I was having when I recorded this episode. The content is so good, I don't want to not post it, but I do wanna give you a warning that my audio sounds terrible. Sophie, on the other hand, her audio is crystal clear, so the information that she's providing on DME information, garments, entrance claims, etc., it's crystal clear and so good, you don't wanna miss it, but just letting you know, my voice is rough. For the next couple of days, I'm going to be releasing three different episodes that should have been released earlier in the month, but hey, Camp Watch Me is just wrapping up and things have been crazy. So we're going to be doing a long release this week of four episodes. So first we're going to have an episode talking about insurances. We're going to talk specifically with her about types of insurances that have good coverage and types of insurances that have medium to not very good coverage. So you'll know whenever you are eligible to sign back up. You can find a new entrance company if you need it, if you specifically struggle with lymphedema and garment coverage. We're also going to be covering her go-to garments for upper extremity, lower extremity, and kind of miscellaneous things like head and neck, trunk, and torso. So please, please, please don't let my awful audio get in the way. Her information is so good. I'll try to do a transcription if I can to make it easier for you guys just to read the information and not have to listen to my voice. However, I appreciate Sophie being on the show. So guys, without further ado, here's Sophie Long talking about DME, insurance, and all the good things you need to know about garments. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. I'm excited to have you here. It's long overdue. Um, I think that we've kind of talked about something like this for a little while now. Um, I met you back in the fall at the NLN and you were just so nice and friendly. Uh, I just knew that you would make a great fit. Well, thank you very much. I am happy to be here and hope to share lots of knowledge and insight with those that are um, struggling or confused or unsure of what the process is, um, at least obtaining garments and all of that through insurance. Thanks. And real quick, before we get into that, I gave just like a very short introduction on you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself um, and your like professional background, kind of how you got into this, this world of DME and compression? Okay. So I'm Sophie. Um, I am based out of Houston, Texas. Um, Like Betty mentioned, I am a cancer survivor coming up on almost 10 years um, with cancer. Um, Unfortunately, 
um, got secondary lymphedema in the right arm. So I am a patient who wears garments, utilizes the pump, all of the above. Um, I did work for a compression manufacturer, Medi or Circade. I was their Houston rep for quite a while in the Houston and the South Texas region. Um, and then from there, I transitioned into the other side of the compression world on the DME side. And I basically um, run the compression side of our business. Um, we've got three Houston area locations, but we also do a mobile side of the business as well, where we see patients and clinicians at the hospital and in the clinic setting um, as well. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I've been in the compression world for almost 10 years. So I come with a lot of knowledge from a fitter, from the rep and from a patient as well, so. All very priceless whenever you pull that all together. I, I really, when we were talking earlier and you said you had been a rep, I was like, wow, could not get any better. She literally sees it from every perspective. Now, the only thing you need to do is now go and be like an insurance adjuster or work, work the phone lines for the insurance company and then you're gonna have like the total package. Right, right. Um, so we are going to talk about insurance first. So let's jump into this. So um, I'm just going to tell you guys, our first topic is insurance process and the timeline for obtaining garments through your insurance. So Sophie, walk us through that whole perspective. So ideally the process, at least with us and how most DMEs who build insurance for compression garments is we're obviously gonna need to check basic benefits. And when we say basic benefits, that is you providing your insurance providers, whether there's one, two, or three, um, we check basic benefits as far as deductible and coinsurance. Um, that just gives us the basics as whether your deductible's been met and whether you'd have a percentage of a coinsurance that would basically be your financial responsibility for products. Um, we take it a step further as we have to have um, a signed prescription from a physician in order to utilize that prescription to check codes to see whether or not your insurance provider or providers cover those insurance codes, whether they're billable, they are covered under your plan, what that reimbursement looks like. Um, we have a turnaround time as far as our business as when we get those items, we have a 24 to 48 hour turnaround time for our team, our insurance team to check those benefits and those coverages and from someone from our office either to call or email you with kind of the breakdown as far as coverage and financial responsibility. Um, that's really the first step. Um, there are insurance providers that require a secondary step, which is where pre-authorizations come into play. Um, with pre-authorizations, that, that allows us to basically get a pre-authorization from insurance, which is not a guarantee of payment, but a guarantee of um, your insurance authorizing you to have that service or that product. Um, and with that, to start that process, we usually need some sort of medical notes or therapy visit notes for insurance to be able to review those to determine the medical necessity of what's written on your prescription. Um, depending on who that provider is that is doing the pre-authorization, 
takes anywhere from five to 45 days for that period. Um, we encourage our clinicians and our therapists and doctors to really start that process at the beginning of either their therapy journey, if they know they're going to therapy for, you know, four to eight weeks, or um, as soon as they know that the patient needs garments so that we can be at least internally on our end, doing all of that stuff while the patient is going through CDT so that we can be ready on our end to measure and dispense when the patient has fully decongested. I think that's a really important point from a therapist perspective. If you don't begin your insurance process early in the CDT treatment, then you're going to get to that place of decongestion where the patient has made the progress that they have needed to make and you still won't have the maintenance garment ready to go. And so it can be managed. You can continue to manage and bandage, but every single patient will tell you the bandaging side of it for daily life is extremely exhausting. It's time consuming and it's hard. So the earlier therapists can get that insurance ball rolling, I think is the best. So almost as soon as you have a patient come through and you've done your initial evaluation, um, and I'm, I'm coming from a physical therapy perspective. So other um, specialties, you know, OTs, um, even um, speech therapists who are doing the head and neck stuff, as soon as you can get into that evaluation side, you have your plan of care, you have your initial documentation done, send off for insurance approval right away so you know what you're working with. And so you can also help your patient have a game plan because the financial responsibility of the actual treatment, the CDT is one thing. And then you have to also maybe budget or plan for the garment if there is an expense to that patient. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was gonna say is one thing is a lot of the insurances only limit so many CDT therapy. And at the end of the day, we want to be waiting on the patient. We don't want the patient to be waiting on us. So we wanna ensure that we've got everything ready on our end to schedule that appointment and see the patient um, so that we can get them measured and dispense garments. Because what a lot of people don't, can, don't wrap into the timeline of things is if they are getting custom garments, there's a timeline for that as well. Yep. And then even over-the-counter garments, if they're needing something specific or a specific color or sizing that we don't have here, there's a timeline for that as well. So there's a lot of timelines to think about when we're having to do pre-authorization, when we're having to wait for the patient to be decongested, when they're having to come see us, and then when they are receiving the garment, either to come and do a garment check with us or their therapist, there's a lot of timeline factors that come into play to kind of make this all run smoothly so that the patient has their garment, they're done with therapy, they do their garment check and they go on their way for self home care, self management yep. um, and things like that. And we can actually start the pre-authorization process with just the eval. Now insurance will most likely require, you know, appointment one and appointment two notes um, before the pre-auth is approved, but we can at least start that process on that first eval. 
Lymphedema Podcast is made possible by the support of Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Dr. Jenna Wishnu at Lamb Vascular and Associates, Juzo Compression, and MediUSA. For more information and to browse previous episodes, visit the Lymphedema Podcast website. Once upon a time, when I was in clinic, I was much more familiar with insurances um, and just kind of the the very generalized, these are insurances that are good to cover, and these are insurances that we almost always have to do pre-auth. Off the top of your head, and I know you're only in Texas, um, and I, I will follow up with a question about if you do... Um, insurance claims for other states, but off the top of your head in your practice right now, can you list like two or three that are solid go-to insurances that you generally um, know will have coverage um, either either with like a copay or whatever, but they cover garments. Um, and what are some that usually have more difficulties with getting garments covered in their plans? So I will say the best uh, provider that we deal with now that does not require a pre-authorization. They usually only have a 10% coinsurance. And my favorite part is they have no maximum. Um, so if your doctor wrote a prescription for 20 nighttime garments, this insurance would pay for 20 nighttime garments. So that's going to be Cigna. Um, they, they're the best ones that we personally deal with that have really no, no cons. Um, Secondly, is Blue Cross Blue Shield is a great one to work with. They do require pre-authorizations for most um, of their compression garments, but most um, patients have like an 80-20 plan, um, and they they are really great about um, covering. Um, Aetna is a good one. Um, we've had we've had some ups and downs with United Healthcare. Um, they were really good when I first got in the industry, but we've been having, I think all DMEs at a whole, as a whole, not just Texas, have been having a lot of issues with United Healthcare. Um, those are the four that kind of run um, on the top of my head that we see quite, um, really quite daily um, as far as like PPO plans. Um, when I'm remembering, what is it called? It's like the government Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yeah, federal, no issues with that. Most of them require a pre-auth, um, but no issues as far as coverage. Um, those Blue Cross Blue Shield plans and Aetna and things like that, they will have a cap as far as garments are covered. Um, it's usually six or eight per calendar or 365 days, but we do a really good job to try to maximize that um, for the patient as far as billing. It's good to know. Thank you. Thank you for, I mean, just kind of one, having that knowledge off the top of your head because I didn't really prep you um, and let you know it was coming. But also um, I think that's really helpful for people to know. So if they are in that window, cause uh, June for some is the like insurance enrollment plan. Um, and if you have an option, this, this episode is gonna come out in a couple of weeks. Um, and it'll be out before June. So hopefully they'll listen to it. And if they are in the market for needing new insurance um, and they have lymphedema, they might be able to find a Cigna plan. Agreed. Yeah, Cigna and Blue Cross would be my top two. Um, I know personally, when we were looking at insurances, my family chose Blue Cross Blue Shield. 
um, to consider for garments and just coverage and and things like that. And so far, everything's been covered. So, so to wrap up and kind of circle back to this topic for insurance, can you list off the things that are needed when you are um, submitting that initial insurance claim? So after evaluation, like which forms do you need? Which proofs of documentation need to be submitted to get the initial claim started or benefit? So Okay, so if you're coming to us and you're not currently in therapy, you yourself would send us like your driver's license and your insurance card or cards. If you're coming to us from a doctor's office or therapy, normally they would send us like your face sheet or your demographic sheet. Um, so that would be the two options there. And then we would need a signed prescription. I always encourage physicians, clinicians, and therapists to fill out the prescription for whatever you feel like your patient would need for the next 365 days. So that includes refills and quantities and things like that um, because your patient's not gonna need just one daytime garment and one nighttime garment. And that saves your patient and us from having to get like a, re like a prescription or a refill request um, that ensures the patient's covered for a year. Um, and then the third thing is any sort of notes or clinic notes, doctor's notes, anything with your diagnosis of lymphedema or swelling or wounds or whatever um, that would show medical necessity to insurance if your insurance required a preauthorization. Um, usually your therapist can send that to us. Um, you can contact medical records to send to us or those patients that utilize some sort of MyChart portal or hospital portal can usually download those and send those to us um, for a pre-auth. So those are the three things that we need um, to kind of get the ball rolling on our end. Um, and not only can we help patients locally, um, I know you, you mentioned um, patients outside of Texas. So we, we do service patients outside of Texas um, as far as being their biller or their in, like providing garments through insurance if they want to utilize insurance. Um, we can do all of that. Um, you know, without physically seeing the patients, um, we can build their insurance, we can pair them up with like a manufacturer rep to do the measuring, or a local DME that will help us out and do it. And all of that stuff can still be filtered through us without physically seeing the patient. Um, we've done that for quite a few that live kind of nowhere near like a DME that bills insurance and they've utilized us for that dispensing and those billing needs. So we are here for that as well too. And that's a huge resource because when it comes to being able to buy garments online, I know that there are you know um, storefronts that sell the off the shelf garments, but when it comes to a custom garment, I mean, even off the shelf garments that are ready to, ready to wear, it can be pretty expensive. And so if you have insurance coverage, you have those benefits, it makes so much sense to use them and to apply that to, you know, your benefits for the year and that out-of-pocket stuff um, doesn't have to add up as much. So I think that's a huge benefit. I'm glad that you guys make that an option. Yes, we do, because, I mean, most patients pay a pretty hefty premium, and so to be able to utilize benefits and um, get what you need through insurance 
helps the patient with the overall cost. I think sometimes cost can be a little bit of a discouragement when it comes to patients. Sometimes that affects compliancy. Sometimes that affects how often they replace their garments. And so utilizing us kind of as a tool or a local DME that does what we do to kind of help you stay on track as a patient um, when it comes to the financial part of it. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. And remember, you can always search the directory on the website for a full list of podcasts based on topics.